Welcome back, everyone, to the Dip Dudes podcast. This week has been fucking insane. This has been the longest bull run that we have seen in quite a while. Are you boys happy with, with how your port's looking? I'm I'm feeling pretty pretty nice, but I feel like I can't be as nice as Manny. We got to bring up the Manny dub. How are you? Only Manny just dub. now. Revealing Man, that, Manny uh, sent us a picture that or, he made ten thousand dollars this year. Yeah, he, he's fifty percent year to date. Listen, only listen. just now realizing this. The number I know, like oh, you've no. never bragged about this the entire year. You're up fifty percent. I'm up twenty five percent. I was down twenty five percent beginning of the year, end of last year. So being up most of my gains this year was just making money back from last year. So being okay, being like up fifty percent, I I don't know is uh, is really even like a bragging right. But I am up twenty five percent total, so that's pretty nice. True. I mean, twenty five percent is really solid, like really solid. I mean, that's, yeah. that's even if that, that that's year to date, but this has also been like a fucking insane year. Like I said, I was down twenty five percent the year before, so. Kind of evens I mean, up. I'm still down like 20% on my port overall <laughs> because I never sell anything. Yeah, that's fair. If uh, I would have insane gains if I didn't sell meta, like if I if I didn't sell and then buy back and then sell it again before it's where it's at now, I would be I'd be up another like 20% from where I'm at. Yeah, I think if we you all go back to the pod. That. If you go back to the pod and listen to, what is it, like, October of 2022, we were all talking about buying meta and how much of a push there's going to be. That was when all the Marvel movies were coming out, remember? And mm-hmm. they were making the... we. I For some reason, I thought that was, like, connected. <laughs> <laughs> because, <laughs> I don't know, there's just, like, so much hype about the metaverse. And then we all lost a ton of money. We all publicly sold all of our shit early. And then, <laughs> and then <laughs> lost decided, out on massive gains. And they decided just to fucking bounce back. I mean, I, I don't have I don't have meta in my in my script today, but like I had zero clue how how hard they were gonna bounce back. Like I knew that they were undervalued, but I think they're back to their all time highs that they were in like mid twenty twenty two. And let me just say I don't think they're doing anything different. I don't, I don't think, think they changed a damn thing. I, I think, like imagine that. I think they cost cut. I think they cost cut by like twenty or thirty percent, and that's all the market needed to just. Yeah, I love that. They're just laying off people, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, we're up ten percent this time." I love that realization. Oh. That masculine urge to just lay off thirty percent of your workforce. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> what what's holding up your port the heaviest, Manny? You know what? That brings me into uh, my first story pretty well. Uh, in- no, I, I don't want to talk about this. I in- want to talk about something different. Intel. Intel is by far my biggest really? holding, and it has been tough. I got into the position at like mid fifties, I think. So like my my starting purchases are still down like thirty to forty percent, but I've been buying. Yeah. For the past year and a half, and it has finally been pay- uh, been paying off. I got I got this little article here for you guys. Shares of Intel rose nearly seven percent on Thursday, yesterday, and another uh, like percent today, hitting their highest level in seventeen months. About when I bought it, um, it was all because of uh, Mizuho Securities upgraded the rating on uh, on Intel to a buy and raised their target from. 37 to 50 and it's at what, like 34 dollars or uh, 44 dollars right now so it, they, they've got another like six dollars to their target um they saw uh new data centers and artificial intelligence chips in 2024 that's what they cited as their upgrade uh quote unquote, quote unquote from their uh their spokesperson there they see prolific product launches in the next few years so 2024 2025 they said that they see a lot of new chips and ai focuses and kind of kind of bs like intel has been planning these uh these chips these factories these different developments for the past like three or four years 
but no one's really cared because it's been costing them a bunch of money to like build these factories and actually invest in their future. So everyone just sees like, oh, their earnings per share is down, like they're losing money. It's 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 fucking down and out for Intel. And then as soon as they like don't have to spend a shit ton of money and like they're gonna come around saying like, oh, next year we're actually gonna finish these plants and finish these chips and come out with a bunch of new designs. Everyone is just fucking uh, piggybacking on on Intel and now it's it's finally climbing from its low of lows. I think when it was at its lowest, my overall position was down near 30% on Intel. Like it was fucking rough. And that's like- Which is crazy for Intel. For Intel, right? It's like something it that is very a, stable. a high dividend payer, which they're no longer since I bought them, but I think they will continue that. That's very common. It's like they they get in a crunch, they'll, they'll diminish the dividend. And then once they start, you know, rooting back up, if they're at, a good valuation i think they'll they'll restate a, a higher dividend i think they pay like one and a half to two percent now but it was nearing like five percent when it was at its lows so i think that'll come back um i'm looking at like, i'll say that uh sorry to cut you yeah, off go but i'll it. say that like tons of companies just seem like they copied nvidia's business plan to a t or uh, at least their announcements. I mean, it's, and then that it, just caused mm-hmm. them to skyrocket. Nvidia's up like eighty percent year over year, so uh, I, you know, like yeah, it might really as well. Works. Yeah. But uh, I, I just think it's a bit ridiculous to just like be like, oh, well, this sounds like very similar to a company that's been up eighty percent. So like, this must be fine. It's like, well, you can just say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, true, true, true. But uh. I don't so know. I are are you shedding some Intel? Or are you keeping? Oh yeah, I was just about to say my exit plan. I think is around twenty five or thirty percent. I'll start shedding. I'm up like twelve to fifteen percent now. So okay. I still I still need another ten percent to start to even start shedding. Like I I wanted this to be a long time hold. I bought this with like four and five percent dividend yields and they cut the dividend so that kind of makes me lukewarm on it but if i had shares paying me five or six percent and i had 30 40 plus percent gains on it i'd I'd hold that i'd hold that until a long time but i'm i'm not as interested now i still see a huge upside like i think they have a high of like 70 so like they could run up another 20 30 dollars and still not be at their all-time high but um i have an exit plan for this which is not not common uh, for the mini port not common for the mini port like (laughs) unless it gets absolutely insane but I Intel has been one of those stocks for the past couple of months. I've just been waiting to recoup my losses on it and get out and skedaddle into something else because I really like them at a four and five percent dividend, and I don't really like them at a one and a half percent dividend because, like Noah said, for Intel to like be down thirty forty percent or to be up thirty forty percent, it's just not really like it. It's supposed to be a slow mover, and it's not really slow moving right now. So that's the that's the mania report on Intel. It, it got upgraded. Who knows if it deserved the upgrade? It'll probably run from here. And I'm not a buyer at 50. I'm not a buyer at 60. I'm a seller. <laughs> I think that's smart, though. I think that's a smart plan. And you're being very conservative with what you're trying to reach, all things considered for manny yeah i mean i've had the stock for a fucking year and a half so have, it's like uh, what have you been doing with the dividends you've been receiving have you been reinvesting it back into it, intel it gets reinvested so i i've bought like i think three or four shares with my dividends so that's that's been pretty sweet actually nice yeah it, it's 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 nice to have that dividend reinvestment because i don't have to make a conscious effort to continually invest in the stock like every quarter it just buys more stocks for me and i don't have to really think about it right so yeah, it's, i have it, that set for not all of my dividend stocks but uh i would say a, the majority like, yeah if you're portion. if you're not if you're not dripping i don't 
I don't know. I feel like that's one of the huge advantages to dividends. Absolutely. Unless you're just taking the dividend and putting in like a high yield savings account or something, I can see that maybe as an alternative. But but drip on dividends is so OP. Like it's uh, like just to have that continually buy in your position is is super helpful. That, that, that's my. I mean, I agree with you. That's that's my that's my report on Intel. I. I wouldn't say that I don't recommend people buying it at this level. I just don't love it at this level. It's it's not it's not a stock that I want to buy. It it just has too much turmoil in terms of competition and development and uh, and costs. Like it it costs like twelve to fifteen billion to like make their chip factory in the U.S. Like this is not an inexpensive market. Like they have to shell out a lot of money to get returns, and that's what people. Are kind of afraid of is like you build this 15 20 billion dollar plant in ohio and these chips suck like you're you're, you're shit out of luck and i think people are kind of scared about that i i also think people are scared about that it's it's for me though it's just such a stable stock like it will level out you know like they've been stable their entire career and this year has just been wild for them, in my opinion, because competitors of theirs have obviously skyrocketed. Yeah, they've had such dropped a dropped off and opposite uh, like year for sure. I I usually think that about a stock that's been established, but then I think about something like IBM that was just fucking killing it, and now is just a nothing burger. Like no one cares about it, and it like it was one of like the top stocks in the S and P five hundred, and it just kind of fell to its death and i i don't think that's impossible for other stocks to do it just people kind of think like if it's been chugging for 30 years like it's gonna keep on chugging yeah but do you really think that intel would be at risk of that happening i feel like they're a pretty um uh diverse company in terms of like uh their future outlook of their product they are you can say the same thing about ibm uh Fair enough. It, that was more just like a complete uh, market shift, right? Yeah, fair enough. I honestly don't know the details of, of how IBM fell. I just knew that they were a huge company and and now they're nothing. And I I see that potential in Intel as well. And like IBM was kind of a te- technologically uh, advanced company and it kind of relied on that sector. And so does Intel. Like if, if they fall behind and NVIDIA just say they start pumping out you know cpu chips and now they got their ai gpu chips and everyone just buys from nvidia it's very possible in, in, uh, intel goes by the wayside i mean to be fair part of the reason that ibm fell was because of their lack of performance um compared to like other manufacturers that were making computers at the time yeah and that's what people are afraid about intel as well they they did shit on the graphics I f- cards. I don't know what. Yeah, but going for that's no. not a computer necessarily, right? That's not like a, a CPU. But they their CPUs have... are also their CPUs are also being contested by AMD, a huge player. You know, it's like if their CPUs get eaten up by AMD, yeah, and they never... but that's like uh, comparing. It feels like uh, Apple to Android. You really think AMD is going to one day overtake Intel in terms of at least a uh, market share percentage? I'm saying I don't know. Like it's, I'm saying it's it's 100% possible. It's it it. it w- what worries me is Intel is a big slow company in a fast moving market in uh, the semiconductor market, and I and I think that's what also people worry about is they can fall to the wayside in a market that moves so quickly is when you get caught up in your I feel own like that's bio- just bureaucracy. a social aspect of the tech sector for the past like five years is just like huge volatile like movements and decisions because it's it's a ever-growing sector i think you know there's there's like the ebbs and flows are a lot more exaggerated than uh, other sectors. So even when you have 
a 30, 40 year old, I think Intel's like 60 year old company. It's like it, you have, you have this company, you, you still don't know. Cause, uh, the, the ebb and flow is just so unpredictable and so exaggerated. Mm-hmm. Anyway, on to yeah. other stocks that Manny's invested in. Um, there was a little bit of Amazon news lately today. Um, apparently Hyundai is the first car that you can buy straight from Amazon's website. Hyundai. That's crazy. So I can go buy a, an Ionic uh, 6 on 2025 the spike. Now. Don't don't get ahead of yourself. Uh, 2025. We, we've got another now, year and change. What's like the did they announce like the logistics behind that? Like yeah. do I get next day delivery, overnight delivery? Uh, I, I don't I, know I, about I, the delivery. I don't know. I don't mean to hijack your story. No, but I, I also looked into this. So Hyundai worked with Amazon. Like for the past two years, you can go on Amazon and like spec a Hyundai and then find a dealer near you to go like look and like pick up the car, or order the car. Now mm-hmm. you can spec it. It'll find a dealer near you and then say, deliver my car to my house. And the dealer would deliver your car to your house. Mm, so they added they're or they're adding the the extra step or the next step yeah basically hmm. i mean in a lot of ways this is carvana's business model yeah that, uh, how popular is this going to be like i feel I like you'd this be surprised is about uh, how lazy people are i mean look at carvana what like i feel like this is uh late um, like, it might be market, late or man. it might be just in time, I guess. I feel, like, Car- I feel like this is taking what Carvana tried to do and like actually making it more viable and more streamlined. I don't know. I never ordered from Carvana. Um, I did sell a car with Carvana. It was pretty fucking easy. It just like told them what it was and the guy checked it out, make sure it was the same car. And they picked it up on a flatbed and then drove away with it. So, so that aspect was pretty easy i've never been on the buying side so i i couldn't tell you but um i guess it, you guys you... looked at carvana's stock at all <laughs> all no. i know is it was in the dumpster months ago so i don't even know what it is now in january they're at four bucks a share they're now at 32 dollars a share nice they're up <laughs> like 600 percent this year they had a peak of about up a thousand percent this year how how are they like still beating expectations? Like, how are they? I don't know. They're, they're not. I think they just are got they profitable over... or no. No, I they had profitable that. quarters, but they're not profitable. I, I think it's just a classic case of oversold spike. They they topped out at three thirty seven, bottomed at what four dollars, and now we're up to thirty two dollars. So it, it lost 98, 99% of value and then rebounded to 90% of value. So it's like, you still lost that's 90% crazy. of your stock. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally crazy. Oh my God. A company in 2021 to be worth $340 a share down to four bucks. Like, holy that's shit. I mean, you're basically just saying this company is worthless. Like, this is worth less than dirt when, when you when you say that. When you go down 99%. I mean, um, they were going to go bankrupt, and then they didn't. Back to the uh, Amazon. Do What's, like, the um, the share, I guess, in that between Amazon and Hyundai? Like, is Amazon getting a percentage of the, the car sale, or how is that working? I mean, I mean, I don't exactly know, but I'm sure they are. I'm I'm sure it's just like any other product on Amazon, and like they just take a little skim off the top. Hmm. Now, is it the dealership's responsibility to upload to Amazon? I think it's 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 Hyundai working with Amazon. They got yeah. the configurator. They've got you know how to so order it. So it's as it. if I went to Hyundai's website. Yeah, if you go to Hyundai's website, and then it will tell me where it's at, but then I can have that dealership ship it to me. Exactly. And, it, I, it's I, the same thing. It's like you can buy a car through Toyota, through Hyundai, whatever. Right, right. right. And, and it'll tag you to a dealership. Yeah, exactly. 
So it's almost just combining the brand name, like the safety that people feel on Amazon, which you should not feel safe. But um, <laughs> and <laughs> and saying like, hey, why, why don't you just buy it through a reputable um, company like us? You know, right. Uh, I would never do like, anything it, like it, this like in my entire life. Traffic, honestly. Like think of but how I would much think Manny would agree that Amazon uh, gets compared to the Hyundai configurator website gets every day. You know what I mean? I mean, Amazon's like what this the second or third most visited website in the world. Yeah, exactly. So, so to be able to sell on that, I feel like is definitely gonna be beneficial, no matter which way you look at it. I agree. Um. But Manny probably knows this. I'm sure he would agree with me. People hate going to dealerships. Like it's it's a bit of a miserable process for the average consumer. It's right. The, right? Is, is the bane of most people's existence. Lots of people just hate it. They for hate for, the whole for process. great reasons. It, it fucking sucks. Oh, I hate it. I, I, I just think that like I'm just a little bit more like financially um, like inclined so that I'm, I'm kind of fine learning the process and going through it, mm-hmm. but it's like, how, do you should you really need to learn a process to buy a vehicle? Like that's crazy. You, you <laughs> shouldn't need it. You shouldn't need a dealership to buy a vehicle. And like Tesla has proven that, and I think Hyundai is just trying to like piggyback off of that and trying to find a way into that with like out screwing over their dealers. I agree. I think the dealership mentality is pretty dated too. And a hundred percent. It's like. It's almost like about time that there's been a little bit of like steps in that market to allow people who don't want to go through processes like that, just like Carvana, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, all to, of, all of the newer car companies, they just happen to be electric because all the new car companies are electric, are doing direct to customer. Like uh, Tesla started it. I think Rivian has direct to consumer. Lucid has well, direct yeah. to consumer. Yeah. So it's like, why wouldn't you just go on a website? order what the fuck you want and go pick it up or go have it delivered. Like, why do you have to go to this arbitrary dealership that doesn't really have a connection to the dealership? Doesn't, you know, the, the, or the, the company that's on the car, like they don't have any, you know, uh, written agreements like with Hyundai to like sell it at like a certain amount. Like it's just, it's whatever they want to do. That's what people don't like. You're right. It's like buying your phone through a third-party company or something like that, and then they just get to decide how much they charge on the phone. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people even know how most dealerships are not even part of the car company. They're yeah, just partnerships yeah. that they have worked with, um, and that can lead to tons of problems for the company. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure historically Toyota is known to have low-quality dealerships in America, which... Um, has like led to difficulty in buying and different things like that. I wouldn't be surprised if they went this route as well, just to kind of avoid those partnerships. Toyota makes a hundred percent direct to consumer. Like that car company, like Ford, Toyota, they just don't do it because they have partnerships with these dealerships. They have cars on the dealerships. They have years of relationships with these people and they just like, don't know how to cut it off. 100%, 100%, right? That's that's how I feel. It's it's just like it's been there for so long, it's difficult to replace. But maybe these moves in the market will lead to a lot of these companies going this way. I'm sure someone like Mercedes, who, you know, historically has great dealerships that are, you know, luxury and they treat you well or whatever, might be a little less to jump on that bandwagon. But who's to say when you're making a great margin on your car now rather than selling it for half the price or whatever they sell it to to the dealership to kind of offload them, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think this is definitely interesting. I think it's stupid at the same time. Like, I would never buy a car off Amazon. Um, they also showed in their little, like, tech view, like, they're like, oh, you can buy a car off Amazon, and there's this giant Amazon box, like, the size of a building. It supposedly has the Hyundai in it, like they're gonna ship it to you in that box. <laughs> I was just scrolling down to the the comments on the article, and this guy was the top comment goes, "Returning the vehicle to Whole Foods might get a tad messy." <laughs> <laughs> Can I return this at Staples, please? And then some guy below it said, "Their trucks will be towing a large open trailer behind it and just collect all of the cars that are being returned." The Hyundai returns. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is too funny actually the best try speaking of the best try manny i i was in best buy and 
you can best try a Super 73 now. No way. Yeah. There's, there's, probably, there's, there's probably a restocking fee. Like, whenever they have items over a certain amount, like, mm. you return it, and then it's like, oh, that's a $89 restocking fee. Yeah. A true best try connoisseur. <laughs> would I would, I would know. I, you, you can't do batteries because those are uh, disposable items. You can't return those. <laughs> Anything over like a thousand dollars, there's a restocking fee. There, you know. By the way, for our listeners, Manny just learned this the other day when he tried to return a battery. So. <laughs> <laughs> may or may not be true. Fresh on the mind. It's, it's crazy. They're selling electric bikes at Amazon though. Like Super Seventy Three is like that's you that's a little buy? weird for the Best style. Buy, Best Buy, Best Buy. What did I say? Amazon. Amazon. Oh, yeah, Best Buy, sorry. Best Buy no, sells not anything a wrong electronic. statement, but I think I'm sure Amazon yeah, I, Imagine buying <laughs> an electric bike at Amazon. <laughs> I'm sure uh, many people a pre-made one have, too, have, you know, bought, so. have bought their Super 73 of Amazon. I would I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> um I I kind of agree cuz it's kind of like a like what do they call that like an altogether put item like it's you buy it and you, you go and it's it's nice so there you go mm-hmm. a thousand a thousand bucks i can sell uh or i can buy a um i guess it's not it's not a super 73 it's just a a knockoff super 73 <laughs> this is like when amazon oh was it tricks you into believing you're i don't really i just like walked by it and i was like oh my god <laughs> oh no 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 no, no. I, was, I was talking about amazon they, they, oh, they definitely oh. could have it at best buy I, I, just, I, I was seeing if I could buy my Hyundai and my Super 73 at the same place. So uh, This is the Super 73 on Amazon. It's called the Fat Tire Electric Bike. <laughs> wow. That's probably half the price of a Super 73, huh? True. Like, honestly, it probably um, is. Remember that uh, the company I mentioned last episode that owns the Formula One rights um, and how they also own the Atlanta Braves? Yes, Liberty Media. Uh, take a take a whack to see who if you can guess who just bought a sh- some shares of the Atlanta Braves. Who? Just Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Good guess, but no. Can I have <laughs> Can I have a spike hint? Spike hint is it is Warren Buffett. Oh my god. Is it Warren yeah. Buffett? Yes, he bought Wow. No, it's he actually bought, Munger. It's uh, Munger. Ticker B A T R A Batra or Batra. No fucking and, uh, way. They're up 7% this week. Um they went on a tear <laughs> after they didn't go like crazy. Um but you could definitely tell on the like candlelight uh graph that when the news dropped that uh, Buffett bought, like it went crazy. <laughs> They're pretty stable for what I for what I was expecting. Like they, yeah. they really don't move that much. And I had zero clue you could buy the Atlanta Braves as a stock. Yeah. They're just the like fuck? public. Isn't that weird? <laughs> now I need to know and I need to look up what sports companies are public. Can't you buy like uh, the stock in the Patriots and you literally just like don't get a stake? Like it's just like you giving them money. Really? I'm <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a thing. That's funny. Like you can just support the Patriots. What's crazy is how the they're saying that the Atlanta Braves has a market cap of two point three billion dollars. That's believable. Is that is that not believable? I I, I mean believable. it's pretty believable, but. I don't know. I just uh, would think that it wouldn't be as much. I mean, when you buy a soccer company, it's a couple billion, right? So I don't know why an MOB company wouldn't be one or two billion. They they make bank too. They make tons of money. Fair enough. It, uh, I mean, I... A beer is like you know fifteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you can pay your your players five hundred million dollars for you know a five year contract, I think you're kind of rolling in the dough. Yeah, fair play. Speaking of Warren Buffett, though, um, recently Burke eliminated its stakes in General Motors, Johnson and Johnson, UPS, and Procter and Gamble. <laughs> I don't know if they, I've, did they eliminate UPS or is this just just razzing me? I've I've got I've got their full uh, their full stock drop in front of me here. Oh, it's, it's bookmarked on your. Mm-hmm. It is yes. Google Chrome. Yes, yes, yes. Um, they but. They dropped General Motors, 
uh, position valued at eight hundred and forty-eight billion. Uh, they dropped UPS uh, valued at ten billion, but um, but GM was huge. $850 billion. They've also partnered with GM, Johnson & Johnson, and Procter & Gamble for literally like dozens of years, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they've been historically very close, Buffett and these companies. I think it's crazy he dropped them. He also reduced its stake in Amazon by 5%. Interesting. And I, then I didn't even know they had Amazon. Guess what he did buy is 9.7 million shares of Sirius XM. I was going to bring that up because what's funny is that Liberty Media owns Sirius XM. Oh, my God. That's actually, I forgot about Isn't that. Isn't that, that last the weirdest, time. like, <laughs> like just Liberty Media W? <laughs> like, I, I don't knew, I mean, it. I'm with you. I knew Buffett bought Sirius M like, in, in the past, but I, I, so the company you're talking about, they own Sirius, like, wholly? Like, they own all of Sirius? Yeah, they own all of Sirius and the entire, all of Atlanta Braves and all the rights to Formula One. Those are, like, their but big su- Such a weird company, then. They, I mean, it's kind of like a marketing company. They own, you know? sh- they own percentages of other, I think, uh, like, sports teams. So it's not, like, terribly out of the realm of like uh, a quote-unquote category but yeah it's like super interesting and what's funny is i (laughs) bought the one thing that buffett did not buy of liberty media and i bought the formula one stock today (laughs) that's pretty funny i mean the the company is literally called liberty sirius xm group Yeah, that's like the it, it's weird because it's also like the Liberty Atlanta Braves or something. Like that's like just what their quote-unquote company name for the stock is for when they go public. And, and just to clarify, they they own about like 83% of SiriusXM, which is, you know. Okay, well. That 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 means you control the entire company. Like let's be honest. Well, here, it's a public company, you... so we know they don't own all of it. That, that's also true. <laughs> <laughs> Like you, you're not gonna own a hundred percent. Like who, who owns a hundred percent in anything? Right. I love this. Um, it is interesting. I don't under, I don't necessarily understand uh, the the buys. I do with uh, possibly the Atlanta Braves, um, but with the Sirius XM, like why? <laughs> what is Sirius XM also owns uh, Pandora. Fun fact there. And then Buffett has had Sirius like, for uh, a while iHeartRadio or something is that like uh an ip i don't think that's connected okay. but it does sound like it would be connected <laughs> would that even be like a valuable asset like <laughs> i i don't think so my dad uses it but <laughs> okay so to watch bill handle on his t- you know market. you know you can't watch uh i mean listen to am radio and a tesla really yeah the Why? electronics interfere with it you're kidding hundred percent. So my dad listens to AM radio every morning and he's got to download the iHeartRadio app so he can listen ah, to Wow. That's pretty funny. That kind of interesting. They also own significant stakes in Live Nation, which oh. is a, a massive company. That That is a very profitable company too. Very they, profitable. They own also like a piece a, of shit they company. They own like... Um, <laughs> all the um, rights, not all of them, but a majority of like the rights to sell tickets for events in certain uh, arenas around the, the country. For sure. They're like a bit of a monopoly in that space. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Just squeezing it's like people Ticketmaster, StubHub. Like, I think they, I feel like they own, own those or that's part of their umbrella. I mean, I don't know, but I do feel like that's true. For the listeners listening, please do your own research. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I, I said last time that this stock is honestly, if you believed in F one, like it's not a bad stock to buy, and you're kind of like making me think that even more. Like, um, yeah, I think I, they have I a, think an it's... interesting set of investments, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I bought it just because it's 
one, like obviously I'm interested in it. I can I see the potential for it, but also it's like down a decent amount right now. So I decided, you know, what the hell? I started Walmart and in, in Formula One today. Oh fuck yeah! Two 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 uh two companies that are pretty similar, I would say. Really? <laughs> no, not I at all. <laughs> Literally not at all. <laughs> okay, you're gonna try and pull some shit out of your ass to try and prove that. <laughs> a nice segue to my next point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> True segue though. Um, I said this to Spike the other day when um, Manny was sleeping, mm-hmm. but uh, Target had a phenomenal week, which is obviously related to Walmart. Right. And they had Thanks you know an insane me. increase in sales. They're up like ten percent. Um. And they thanked a big portion of their increase in sales to locking up merchandise. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, like, I, 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 they're just <laughs> they're getting more strict on on shrinkage. It makes sense. Like that was a huge uh, bullet point in their past earnings. Is like they're they're losing X amount of shrinkage, and people are like, "This is getting out of fucking control." It's funny. I mean, we talked about this before, and we all kind of. Bo- all agreed unanimously that that was like the most bullshit comment by Target. Oh, we're losing money because theft. It's like, well, well are you but the numbers me? Like- pointed against it. I f- I feel like uh, yes, it it clearly helped, but I don't know if it like was enough for a reaction like this, like twenty percent this week. It's been kind of That's crazy. Like, that's this crazy is the target, target that right? like is also trying to expand and um try and compete against more against uh Amazon. Yeah. So they're clearly they totally invested in um yeah, distribution and, and we, centers. Yeah, we've talked and... about that previously, but like yeah, they they are like heavily invested in that and I I don't know. I mean, good for them, this, but this is, that... this is also the target that's closing locations all over the Midwest of the U.S. because of like theft and and poor store uh, right. And I feel like um, they're kind of in a in a similar light to like um, Bud Light right now in that like quote unquote like anti woke culture you know shit where they're getting hit heavy in like press and it's like kind of starting to affect their their stock. But then they're like, oh, we locked our shit up like. Look at this. <laughs> we we gained the losses we talked about last quarter. <laughs> there was a there was a potential stockholder uh, lawsuit against Target for its uh, LGBT uh, marketing and how that potentially backfired on the company. I just saw a headline about that a couple days ago. Really? So, yeah. How can you have a lawsuit against that? Um. As as the board you like you basically take an oath like a doctor takes an oath of like only uh you know doing good and, and not harming anyone and you have to like take an not take an oath but like you you're responsible for doing the best you can to increase profits and like make the company as um successful as possible and then when the board or when the company as a whole takes a misstep that's when shareholders can do a um a lawsuit against the company in terms of uh lost value in stock that's ridiculous it it is kind of ridiculous i'm i'm not going to lie but it's i do it's, hate the the lawsuit culture in in america yeah it's it, it's pretty crazy and it and it's, just, it's just a bunch of like rich people that lost 40% on their target stock and then it's like well now we start a lawsuit for it and and yeah. get that back so it's it, it is pretty crazy. I mean, I'm just saying, no one complains when they get 200 bucks from their class action lawsuit. You're just loving those lawyers. I have so. never <laughs> gotten $200 from a class action lawsuit. I have. Really? I've, I've gotten a, a decent amount of money by just giving them my information. Jeez. I feel like... I'm hoping this Steam lawsuit really pays out. <laughs> did you sign up for that one? No. Nah, I sure Steam did. Steam can do no wrong. <laughs> I I've I seen mean, ads out the fucking wazoo for the Steam lawsuit, but I buy all my games off G, GTA's or whatever uh, G two A, yeah. So it uh, I didn't think I was affected too much. <laughs> I mean, I've definitely spent a pretty penny on Steam that I would like back. 
I mean, yeah, if you spent two grand on Steam and you get two hundred bucks back, I'd be pretty happy. I I I I agree. I think that obviously lawsuits in America are pretty wild, but it depends what side of the lawsuit you're on. <laughs> the most money I ever got back from a class action lawsuit was the Apple battery one. If you had like a five through seven, you uh, just like imported like the serial number of the phone. And my brother had one, my mom had one, my dad had one, I had two, and like my girlfriend had one. So I inputted six of them and they were $30 each. So I got 180 bucks from Apple. Very nice, Manny. (laughs) Apple does this shit all the time too. Or they just have to like give you a free battery or <laughs> yeah, fix something. your AirPods because they're buzzing. <laughs> uh, yeah. True. I don't think I ever I took advantage of the AirPods one. Just didn't feel like dealing with the chaos of an Apple store. Kind of speaking of Apple, um, I'll get to that in a second. But did you guys see that President Xi Jinping visited San Francisco? Yeah, I, d- I did see that because I saw a bunch of Twitter headlines of San Franciscans being like, I wish Xi Jinping uh, visited every month because it has it hasn't been like this clean and hasn't been like this crime empty in years. Like because apparently yeah. they just shoved all of the bad parts of San Francisco into like a little corner and and just made it like a perfect little city for, like, a, a, for like three days, for like three like days. That, like that was that, it. That pisses me off. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> I mean, Gavin Newsom admitted that he did it for. I know, the, I know, but the president like, of China, it's just kind of uh, it's it, it's such a thing like, that like a hardcore American a was like would like make fun of China the, for down further type approach. Like if, if China hid their homeless, that would be all over like the American headlines, you know, or just like communist China shoves its uh you know unwanted population <laughs> into the corner like well, what are they yeah. gonna do for their citizens and yeah. we, we them, do the exact live. same thing yeah <laughs> we do the exact and he same probably thing. asked us to do it he goes hey this is how we operate our country yeah, so this <laughs> is how we you, do you... it maybe this is how <laughs> you should do it <laughs> and Biden's like okay 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 <laughs> but uh anyway what what came out out of this meeting Noah um well, just a bunch of stupid headlines, like the fact that they're going to bring pandas back to the United States and shit like that. It's That's crazy how su- super like, productive. heavy that was in the news last week. <laughs> the, the the shipping back of the pandas. You guys heard about that, right? <laughs> I didn't hear I anything did. about that. What? Really? Okay. Yeah. Did you hear that China took away all the yeah, pandas? I mean, Imagine like, I know giving a like, lease on a panda. Like, what the fuck is that shit, China? I, 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 I know, like, nearly all of pandas are like uh held in captivity in china but i don't i don't really i didn't know about the exchange here yeah they... he's literally using them for ransom yeah and our zoos he is he <laughs> honestly is i mean that, when you that's hold... why he gave them because like reagan visited him and he's like all right here's some pandas like <laughs> i mean he's cornered the market I, I don't know what to say you know he's, he has he's... he china <laughs> is the only place with pandas now what I don't understand is why didn't we mate these fuckers when we've had the chance? I, I agree. Apparently, Where, where's the breeding here? Yeah. Apparently, apparently they're really hard to mate. Like they're just so fucking stupid. Like we've had them what... since Reagan, Manny. You're telling they're, me we haven't with, been able to get Spike on this Spike. Get it takes one years for them to fuck. This this is so out of your ass, man. There's no way you know they, the, the, the mating pan, cycle. Of pandas, pandas pandas are the pickiest fuck. I did the I did a fuck. Oh I did God. a uh, what what was the the history thing we did in like seventh eighth grade? Um, uh, history, history day. I did I did, did I did on, a history on day on the, on the Nixon and China diplomacy, and they mm-hmm. were trading pandas back then, and they were saying how hard they were to breed so you know that's mm-hmm. i just did a casual history day on it so you know I, i'm just spitting out my ass no you're an you're an expert you just know <laughs> that they, they don't ever breed they they said they were hard <laughs> i mean i tried to do one myself for history day and, and failed so mm-hmm. yeah that's true many has first experience and <laughs> the breeding i should i should just watch my mouth Oh um, my god, a, but, a female giant panda is only capable of conceiving a cub for 24 to 72 hours once a year. <laughs> they have 2 days a year where they can where they can fuck. That's it. 
And how I mean, many years has like it been Manny since, this shit. since Reagan, Manny? Hey, we've probably math. had we there probably had like two dozen hours. days. We've had two dozen days to, for, to make these pages <laughs> fuck, all right? It's not exactly a lot. I don't know. It should be enough to fucking jerk off a little panda into some <laughs> other panda. It's the I, don't, I don't want to get too into this. <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about this right now. But couldn't you just like inseminate one or whatever? That's like, why what do you I, have yeah, to like, get them? You're telling me you cannot extract the panda semen and insert it to the other panda. Okay, I, I used the word inseminate, but despite you need to explain <laughs> the process right there. Noah, did anything other than pandas come out of the Chinese president visiting San Francisco? Okay, well, th- what I wanted to talk about was just the people that showed up in kind of like, it seemed like a fluffy type of visit. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim Cook was there. And then CEOs from Blackstone, BlackRock, MasterCard, and FedEx, and obviously a couple more investment funds. We're all there to meet their Chinese leader that they are obviously tied to in many ways. So basically the entire um, entire Illuminati showed up for this meeting. Do you think Wayne exactly. Pooh is at that dinner and he thinks like, man, why why didn't this company CEO come to this dinner? I, I potentially <laughs> just completely offended. Yeah. like <laughs> I also saw this, uh, this story of there was this old woman from like Ohio. She wasn't that old. I shouldn't call her an old woman. Um, but uh, she's probably in her seventies <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. And, um, she went up and like shook hands with, uh, G and apparently when he was like 22 or something, he was visiting America on like, uh, you know, some sort of political outreach or whatever. I don't. I don't think he was even in politics at that point. Propaganda. But, you know, he was. Sent, he was <laughs> sure. He was sent to America, and he stayed with this woman in Ohio. Like she uh, gave him one of his rooms so that he didn't have to stay at the hotel, and they remained friends for like forty years. Really, and that's really interesting. Yeah, and she was saying that like he. They're like, why do you think like after all this time like. It was in Idaho. I said Ohio, but it was in Idaho. Mm-hmm. Same thing. He's like, why do you still think that uh, he's tied to a small town in Idaho? And then the woman's like, he appreciates American hospitality. Like, he he got it when he visited a small mm. town like us. And I I don't know. Like, I, I, I obviously do not like China personally. I think they're crazy and a, a dictatorship and uh, are harsh to their people. But it's interesting for me to see someone like him like America. You know, right? Like he he likes parts about America. Have, yeah, you wouldn't think he would have like a good thing to say about America. about America. Yeah, you he, think he's Putin has a good thing to say so about America? Stone cold, like cold faced. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, like I, I, I'm with you. Like he, he seems heartless. <laughs> yeah. He, it just yeah. I think this meeting was a feel-good meeting, though, because the headlines I saw, he was talking about how, like, uh, a different, like, Chinese investments, like, need the backing of American investors and stuff, and, like, how we need to work together, and I think he was kind of feeling the, the economic pressures of, you know... Uh, of Biden's sanctions? Uh, I don't know, just, you know, most mostly of just, like, China investments going to shit over the past two years, you know, it's like... Yeah, uh, he could be scared to be cut off from the American markets. Yeah, I mean the American markets has a huge like a, amount a, a, of volume in terms companies of companies uh, are already power. trying to pull away from China, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, he's probably thinking the writing's on the wall. I I saw very little of this encounter, but that that was the feeling I was getting, is that he was kind of coming here to give the old. I love American investors, like, mm-hmm. I love American hospitality, like, we're in this together, type of, don't let Alibaba go through the fucking floor. There was also this, like, scene that was going around where Biden was giving announcements about the summit, you know, days after or whatever, and a reporter asked him if he still believes that he's a dictator, I'm Z. And uh, because he had said it before in the past and he goes, well, you know, honestly, he is like, you know, he <laughs> runs the country and he everyone listens to him. 
And the Secretary of State just put his head in his hands. No <laughs> and way. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> Biden. And I don't know, like that was one of the times where I've respected Biden more. I know he's probably just saying it because he's senile. I, but it's I like, yeah, I'm kind of with you on this. Like, I don't know I if mean, he, he I mean, he was like, realize he said that, but like, I mean, it sounds like he was. <laughs> that's he was, what he was... should say, right? Like, why why should he be afraid to call a spade a spade? Why does he? That's exactly how I feel. Because the spade over here is trying to lick our asshole, and him us calling him a spade is going to stop the licking. Hmm. We, we need more okay. licking. Well, while that analogy this? was just perfection. Yeah, I, um, you know, I mean, I just. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I don't like my butthole getting licked, so I think I would call the spade a spade. I'll just say there's a lot of people in American politics that do. So, um. <laughs> the majority, I would say, including Biden, mm-hmm. including Manny. Soros buying OnlyFans <laughs> with campaign funds. <laughs> I mean that that's understandable. Like, okay, <laughs> there's a lot of things to say really? about George Soros. That's but. like, uh, what if he bought a pack of cigarettes, right? <laughs> You know, a man's got to be a man at the end of the day. <laughs> like, yeah. what a, what a joke American politics is. Maybe isn't it? A, a prostitute now, it's OnlyFans. <laughs> I, I just find that absolutely crazy. It, it, it's um, ridiculous. But I definitely think this will affect uh, the next election and how much of a, like, a hot topic that China is. I do not think that uh, Biden, who will obviously be the front runner in this, um, Kennedy <laughs> can there's come no back way. from being assassinated. <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> no, there's no way. So he's obviously going to win and be the front runner. I don't think he'll be as hard on China as the potential conservative candidate. Uh, no, and he famously was not harsh on China when Wh- he was Which president. is kind of crazy, you know? Like Yeah, you kind of have it's... two sides of the coin. It, what's funny to me is like, an American president can't be hard on China because of deals, but then China will just like completely shit talk us to their people <laughs> and then, you know, right. work with us after. And we're like, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of being the bitter, the bigger man in that situation, but it's also like, you're not standing up. But they're for watching their ass. They're not being a bigger man. We all know that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Think, yeah. Uh, sometimes watching Kennedy your ass is being the bigger is man. Lose, like has lost votes because people are afraid of like, get assassinated if he wins or something like that which one uh robert f kennedy mm-hmm. oh do you think that's like a, a reason why someone would not vote for him no i think if that's why you didn't vote for him like you should take away their voting license or, <laughs> their voting license or something it's <laughs> like we, I, I i don't know this might be a controversial statement but a little bit of a bunch of troglodytes out there voting right now. Mm-hmm. Too many old people voting. Too many <laughs> idiots voting. What am I? What's uh, next? I I'm going to need a license to operate a toaster. Come on. <laughs> I was going to say, like, maybe we should take some tests. I'm like, oh, a little bit of bad history there. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's, no. that's not, not the best. <laughs> I love how, though, uh, Americans in the late 1800s just ruined the entire idea of having to take a test for voting by making you, you know, predict how many bubbles a bar of soap produces in <laughs> an hour. <laughs> Have you guys never heard of that before? No. Yeah, that, those tests were like atrocious. Racist? Yeah, like during... Were, like, um, racially motivated to, like, weed out more uh, of, a, of the African-American vote. 100%. Like, during Jim Crow, they pretty much made up these tests to make it yeah. almost impossible yeah, like for black bullshit. people to vote. And they moved them, like, to places where they, you know, were very far away from Right, the you could only take it at, like, like the proposed, you know... The KKK headquarters. Yeah, exactly. That's where you had to go. The KKK from, headquarters. From 2.30 to 3.30 <laughs> on Thursdays only. Mm-hmm. Don't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't come and, any... Actually, you know what, maybe you can't... <laughs> one of the actual questions in the test used to be like hey if you use a bar if you're scrubbing a bar of soap for an hour how many bubbles are produced that's ridiculous yeah it's just the what? most question. Like, you know is, is it like, like a 
you know, multiple choice or fill in the blank? <laughs> like, what am I working with here? I, I, I don't doubt that even if Is you fill in the right bubble, it would not be marked as correct either. Like, yeah. it, it, it didn't matter in, 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 18, in 1860, they're working off Scantron. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, do you have a number two pencil I can use? I don't have a number two. <laughs> Make sure to erase your answers fully. Yeah. I filled mine out with a mechanical pencil. Is that, Is that okay? <laughs> I put an X over the circle instead of filling in the circle. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, I had to go through all those steps in school. It's like, oh do not God. put an X. You need to fill the bubble in ninety mm-hmm. percent of the way. Yeah. It's like, you can't oh have it darker God. than a shade of eighty percent, or the, the you know the camera will reflect off and will damage it. <laughs> like it's just like the it most would... tedious bullshit. <laughs> That technology lasted way too long. Just way too long. You don't think they're still doing scantrons? I mean, I took them in college only a, a few years ago. So, yeah. yeah, they are. But, like, I mean, with COVID and everything, I'm sure that that's mm. not a big thing anymore. Just take it online or... You know, I think we should uh, end the pod on uh, a light story here. Uh, the the boys were heard some murmurs before. Breaking news today: Sam Altman, CEO of OpenAI, creator of ChatGPT and ChatGPT Plus, is fired. He got fired. And Dolly. And Dolly, and they, they make everything. Uh, here we go. In a post on OpenAI's official blog, the company writes that Altman's departure follows a deliberate review process by the board. That concluded that Altman wasn't consistently candid in his communications with other board members, hindering uh, its ability to exercise its responsibility. The board no longer has confidence in Altman's abilities to continue leading open AI. Uh, the blog post reads that that's it. It was just it sounds like he disagreed with the board. The board said, fuck you. Uh, you're out. And he's he's gone. He was the co-founder of OpenAI, and has been working his ass off for the past eight years to make this uh, valued eighty to a hundred billion dollar company. And today, the board just said, "Fuck you." Uh, everything that you have been working on, uh, the biggest company, the biggest you know achievement in your life, yeah, you're done. You're 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 out. You're you're you're, you're nothing tomorrow. What's funny is just a week ago, he was up on stage doing announcements about the progress of ChatGBT and what's coming out next. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't know if you guys saw this. Maybe Manny did. Um, but they are creating a way for you to create your own um, apps, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. where you can uh, tell it what you want to feed into um, the ChatGBT engine. So you're not just like taking from an, a huge database, maybe a smaller one. And so you can make a chat GPT for law. You can make a chat GPT for some type of scientific study for um, some type of historical idea. And pretty much it made, in my opinion, all those companies that are using AI right now for a specific industry just lost their company (laughs) after he said that. And it's free and you can do it for free. Wow. That that is pretty impressive. That was a week ago, and then they fired him today. From what I read, and this is not a guarantee, it seems like they fired him because he wasn't completely open about um, the liabilities of ChatGBT, um, the collection method, and then like what could happen if they expand this very fast. Um, and almost like scares of AI and his pr- pretty much gun ho towards it right. caused them to disagree. I, but, but I did I, on go ahead taking that point of view definitely um makes the decision a little bit more respectable in my eyes but i don't know though because altman was also a huge proponent of like uh the potentiality of ai becoming a, a problem becoming a weapon like in the future and during his talk a week ago he even told he even talked about how you know that's totally possible and how as uh, a human species like together we have to like stand up and, and make the right decisions in those so it's not like he like never talked about the the downfall of ai and what it could potentially mean for humanity i think he was like pretty forthcoming with that and 
maybe not enough for the board but i, I mean, don't know just it, because you say it at your conferences doesn't necessarily mean you're doing that to your full ability in the back end true he's got a good board. point like he, he can say whatever he wants to say yeah. right like is he doing it's it it's very true it's in my yeah. mind as an open ai board i feel like they would be more inclined to be hush hush about the potential dangers of their product versus like more gung-ho about being open as to how their artificial intelligence could like destroy a lot of humanity you know like i feel like if yeah if he was open talking about it they would fire him to be like hey don't fucking say that like we're we're trying to be a productive company here versus him not saying it enough and then being like you need well, to be yeah, that, more that also is just like uh that paints the image that you're like almost targeting towards that like being your pure use of your product in like a negative way is that you're already expecting people to use this negatively and you like that's how you view your product is people will use it this way do you guys know about his like past career at all no i read i read up on his wiki a bit so when he was you know 18 he went to stanford he was there for a year as a computer science major dropped out and at the age of 19 he co-founded a company called looped which is a location-based social networking um, company um, it was acquired for $43 million. And then his next career was he was the CEO of Reddit for eight days <laughs> in 2014 um, as an interim CEO. Okay. He then started working at a, a company called uh, Y Combinator. Yeah. Which is a like a startup accelerator company that invested in just hundreds and hundreds of different startups he said at some point that the company wanted to fund a thousand new companies a year um which is kind of crazy for startups then in 2019 um he co-founded worldcoin i've talked about this before because uh i've spoken to a couple people at their company that were assholes um and that's like a cryptocurrency where the idea is they give one to everyone on earth to try to like get them into the uh, ecosystem. Mm -hmm. um, and they also use like iris scanners for like a variety of different things. Like it's a really weird company. And then he formed OpenAI, um, which was initially funded by Elon Musk and Microsoft and Amazon and a bunch of other giant companies. Um. And so he has, and he's 38, like he's 38 years old. He's really young That's to impressive. be the CEO of multiple companies by this age, you know? And in my opinion, he was the complete face of this company. So like, where is it going to go now? I haven't looked a lot into his interviews and a lot into like him talking, but just from what I've seen, I, I really like the guy. Like he's, it, it, it seems like he has like the, the, the brilliance and work ethic of something like Elon Musk without being a fucking buffoon and like tripping over his own opinions you know and like tweeting about like anime and stuff like yeah, that. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean it easily could have been not saying this would be this the sole decision but like it, it could be that they want microsoft to kind of like be the the first thing you think of when you think of open ai rather this this guy I'd be I mean, Microsoft dropped with this news recently too. Yeah, they dropped like one percent, but I you, you don't know yeah, if it's that, that's connected. That's pretty common though. I feel like when a CEO gets fired, I would be surprised if Microsoft didn't try to um, accumulate the rest of the OpenAI shares because it has thirteen billion for forty nine percent of the company right now, and I'd be surprised if they didn't try to buy the the rest fifty one percent or there's or maybe there's some legal problem around them buying the majority just of the need companies. two <laughs> need two percent <laughs> yeah I, I know but there must be some legal reasons as to why they did buy the majority I mean I don't think they wanted to give them control of the company honestly it's like the biggest reason why you know you you have a fifty one forty nine split mm -hmm. is because 
you're pretty much saying no you will not control this company <laughs> yeah i bet you microsoft wanted 100 percent buyout like that if not you know like 80 or 90 or something like that yeah because they bought 50 percent for 13 billion and they're valued at 80 to 100 so they've what 20 they've doubled or tripled their money in their in their year of purchase so it's like they're obviously very happy also, with where it's going 13 billion from microsoft is like chump change mm -hmm. that is nothing i think they lost 20 billion on their one percent drop today when when uh when open announced that they were signing uh firing sam so it's like, like that oh they just went down no big deal they just lost billions of dollars <laughs> like it cost them 13 billion to acquire open ai and they fire sam and lose 25 billion in market cap that's just insane like that's actually just insane it is what it is it is what it is well thank you everybody for listening i think that was a fantastic podcast maybe one of our best we've ever had mm -hmm. and uh you know i, I hope I, you all have a great day. i hope someone listens to it this week because this one's actually worth listening to um, I think they're all worth, worth listening to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't think we've been. ever said anything dumb on this podcast before. Yeah. No. All right. Bye. <laughs>